Hi friends, Elle here. We wanted to let you know that we have a live show of Shit Cosplayers Say coming up with Anime Iowa online on August 1st at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we will be doing the game board, the challenges, we'll have some prizes, and we have some new categories for you. So that is our live show of Shit Cosplayers Say on Saturday, August 1st, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at twitch.tv slash animeiowa and twitch.tv slash lavicosplay. See you soon. Hello, friends. This is the Anime Iowa episode. What? What? So originally, we would have had an episode that aired after Anime Iowa about Anime Iowa, but we cannot attend Anime Iowa. Because everything is canceled. Well, not everything, because we still have the live show on Twitch on Saturday, August 1st at 6.30 p.m. What's that Twitch address, Elle? That Twitch address is either twitch.tv slash animeiowa or twitch.tv slash lavicosplay. The main one for this one will be the Anime Iowa Twitch, but you can catch us at both depending on what you've got. It will be a PG, PG-13 version of the show. Someday we will bring you the 18 plus back. But please come play with us. We have new categories and new crazy questions and stories for you. We have prizes and games this time around. So please come join us. Come play with us on Saturday, August 1st at 6.30 p.m. on Twitch. It'll be a good time. I mean, I'm excited we get to do this again. I'm excited that there's a lot of really fun events that people are making right now online. Yeah. Like, we're getting creative. I have one in particular I really want to shout out that's oddly enough the same day as ours, but not at the same time, so we can actually go. But it is called Stop Drop Cosplay. The amazing cosplay duo Pros and Cons Cosplay are running a stop drop sort of like an iron cosplay competition where you get 30 minutes in a theme and using anything that you have around you you need to create a cosplay that fits that theme so it let's say the theme is magical girl now you have to run around in your space and gather up things in 30 minutes to create a magical girl costume I think this is genius. <laughs> I think it's terribly entertaining. I am totally going to stop in and watch at least one of these. So it's on every half hour. So it's actually going to be from noon to five. So you can drop in any time between that on the half hours and they should be starting a new round. But they did this for Anime St. Louis and it was a big hit. And I'm really excited about this and how it works. 
It will be on a Discord channel. So what you'll need to do is go find the event on Facebook and the we will make sure the event is shared on our Facebook as well so you can find it. You want to join the event so that you can get the Discord handle so you can make sure you're in the right group for when the party starts. And it sounds like a party. <laughs> so the event is Stop Drop Cosplay, hosted by Pros and Cons Cosplay, on Saturday, August 1st, from noon to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, on Discord. And then, after that, you're going to join us on twitch.tv slash Iowa to come hang out with us at 6.30 for Shit Cosplayers Day. Pros and cons are also giving out prizes for their events. Anime Iowa has a special place in our hearts. Anime Iowa is really how all of this podcast truly started. We had done other shit cosplayer shows before, but Anime Iowa really solidified what we had. Yep, it was a definitely a unique experience by comparison to the other shows that we had done. Shit cosplayers say also saved us multiple times at Anime Iowa. It's true. Particularly on stage when we were emceeing. So today's episode, we're actually going to talk a little bit about what an MC actually does for a cosplay contest. Because this is often a misunderstood job. Um, people typically think all you have to do is go up there and read names off. But there's actually a lot going on behind the scenes that you may not know about that an MC should take care of if they are capable of doing so. So we're going to tell, tell you guys a little bit about what being an MC is actually kind of like today. And this panel saved us while we were MCing because there is a question in the panel that goes a con near me allows 10 minute skits how do i make a great 10 minute skit and so throughout the panel we proceeded to add many many things to our 10 minute skit yes so the audience in the panel actually helped us write our 10 minute skit for this con that allows 10 minute skits well, then when we got stuck on stage because they were having technical difficulties for intermission, we ended up having to tell the tale of the 10-minute skit because the main job of the MC is if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. <laughs> Our job is to try to assist when something inevitably goes wrong, in a nutshell. <laughs> There's other important parts, too. Yes, we do have to make sure that we pronounce things correctly and that we are introducing character names properly and entry names properly. But there's a lot of other things going on that you may not see, like stalling. And if they're doing it correctly, then you might not even notice that they are stalling. Like, your goal as an actor is to make it so the audience has no idea you just made a mistake. Or that something is going wrong. I do think there's an added layer of difficulty with that as an MC because you're not working within a framework like in a play. Right. It's going to come and hit you from left field. You know, we're still more in the like 
experience, but not like master MCs. So as far as MCing is concerned, we're in like the journeyman experienced category. And we've had situations where we've made mistakes. And it does happen. But the important part is that you learn from that mistake and you figure out a way to be prepared for it later. I've only made like one large blunder so far. (laughs) And the show must go on. So you find a way to work through those things and keep going. But ultimately, we're there to be a support system for the competitors. Typically, we also serve as a support system for your stage staff, who also do a ton of work that if you've never been in a contest, you probably have no idea that there are people assigned to those roles. We keep the show moving. Have to keep it going. You have to keep the flow. Because you don't want it to abruptly start and stop. So that's a lot of the times where you're going to see the improv style of stalling is going to be when the show needs to keep moving. Sometimes we get a heads up about those things ahead of time and can plan accordingly. And sometimes we don't. So ultimately, you just kind of have to roll with it and do the best that you can to keep things on track. Most of the time, we do not get a heads up. (laughs) Most of the time, we do not get a heads up. Sometimes we like to plan our stalling tactics, even if we don't know if we're going to get to use them, just because if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. (laughs) We often make a list of possible options in the event that we need something that we can jump to if we get stuck. Because we have learned from past experiences that when you get stuck and you don't know what to do, you end up with an issue. So we have done some of that in the past. The MC is very responsible for needing to keep track of the time. So whether or not your show is going too fast or too slow. And trying to either slow it down or speed it up, depending on what's happening. If something happens to a contestant, it's up to the MC to stall because that person's not coming on stage. It's also up to your stage manager to try to let you know that that person's not coming on stage too, which helps. We love stage managers, we do. Stage managers are some of my favorite people. Yes, because if, you know, contestant 12 isn't, you know, their boot broke and now 13's coming, well, I need to know that because I may not know who that is. Because sometimes as an MC, you get the opportunity to introduce yourself to each contestant beforehand, ask pronunciations, ask if they need anything, and sometimes you go in blind. It's going to depend on the convention or particular event and their staff and what they're used to. What the time the contestants get called to the green room compared to when you need to be on stage. There's a lot of factors around that. Yeah, so you have to be very comfortable with, you know, being on the fly and trying to adjust as things happen. One of the hard parts about being MC is when things go wrong, you're the person out front and center. So when things aren't working right, you're usually the person that everyone's going to come to later to try to figure out, like, what happened. And you're going to be like, I don't know. You're like, I was on stage. I don't know. Because you're the face of the production, so unfortunately that usually means you're going to get a lot of questions later that you may or may not be able to answer. Which is fine, because as a professional, you should be able to take the criticism and take the questions and redirect them in a professional manner or answer them as professionally as you can. I mean, that is the other thing, at least when we MC, we come to try to help the contestants be as comfortable as possible. So we'll demonstrate 
use of the stage for contestants. We'll ask them if they need anything while they're on stage. We have taken special requests within reason. It just kind of depends on what it is. You know, if somebody gives us a special request last minute at con, we may or may not be able to accommodate that. But if someone messages us like way beforehand, then we might be able to. It just depends on what it is. Yeah, I mean, we've done some ridiculous things for different acts before. (laughs) Sure. Well, and we're also both con moms, especially if we notice that somebody's uncomfortable with the stage. Since we've both been doing theater type things for so long, we like to kind of talk them through it and see what we could do to possibly help them or get them in the right mindset or if they need extra assistance to go across the stage mentally or emotionally because stages are scary for a lot of people. We still get stage fright sometimes. It happens. It's totally normal. You just got to go through it and the show must go on. My favorite one is when Deku had to escort Daisy across the stage last year. That was super sweet. That was one of my favorite things. And so it totally didn't look like we were doing it because she was nervous. It more looked like I did it on purpose because a princess shouldn't walk across the stage alone, which is true. I mean... A princess should have an escort, so I was a little insistent that the princess have an escort. Because really, she's a princess. She needs an escort. I raised my son correctly. He is respectful and has manners. <laughs> we, we should mention that we were um, Izuku and Inko Midoriya as MCs, which are our favorite MC pair. It was a really good time. Everybody loves Deku's mom. How can you not love Deku's mom? You had to shield my eyes. From scary entries and... And cover your ears for the dirty jokes. Yes. From, um... Master Roshi. Yes, Master Roshi and his dirty jokes. That's right. So one of the kind of unique things we do when we MC is we have a tendency to MC in character. So although we have MC'd as ourselves, we have a preference to MC in character. So our two pairings that we typically use are either Harley and Ivy from DC Comics or... Deku and his mom. Although the Pokemon Go trainers was pretty fun, too. That was fun. That was like a combo of a character with ourselves. Yes. They were kind of entertaining. We've like pseudo MC'd as Erd Skulled. We were different teams from Pokemon Go, so there was a lot of shit talking involved. Yeah, you were mean to me. (laughs) Valor. I I got this. I was Mystic, so. Yep. Ash kept giving me crap about everything. I did. But then we wore hater shades that we got from the Oda Queen, so it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. This is good. But yes, we have pseudo emceed as Erd and Skuld, we which did. is also we- a terribly good time because they have a really fun relationship. So if you don't know Oh My Goddess, Erd is the older sister who's very promiscuous and kind of full of herself and is definitely going to tell you exactly what she's thinking at any point in time. And then Skuld is the little sister who's very, very smart and very, very sweet. And her and Erd just like oil and water. Yep. She's very naive, too. That's always an extra level of fun. We used to do some like support performances. So we weren't necessarily like the MCs, but we would help like clean up and set sets and, and whatnot for some burlesque shows. And on occasion, we would do them as Erd and Skulls. 
and inevitably things would occur because things would occur and then we did our rendition of the internet is for porn and you can say that now because we had to mark this as explicit we did yeah we learned um earlier that because our title has the word shit in it we now have to mark every single episode as explicit whether or not it is so (laughs) so if you noticed a change in our rating there it is like if we have legit 18 plus episodes we will still like let you guys know and put a disclaimer up and everything because it is still gonna be pg-13 it's just apparently according to apple explicit means anything that a parent might be offended at which includes all four letter words (laughs) which includes everything let's be honest that too but basically if your podcast isn't rated g you have to mark it as explicit whatever it's fine because now we don't have to worry as much. <laughs> eh. We'll continue to keep it PG-13 as much as we can for you guys. But if oh, you yeah. go to our YouTube, you will see one of our renditions of the internet is for porn. We need to like refilm that on Zoom or something. <laughs> it's hysterical. If there wasn't so much drama around TikTok, <laughs> we could TikTok I it. I know. I need to find out, like, because now everybody's all like, you can't get the TikTok. They'll, like, steal no. all your information and your identity. I read a lot of interesting articles about it, but. I don't think we could do that via the TikTok anyway, because you have to use their audio. You can't I think use you your can... own audio in TikTok. I think you can upload your own videos, but I yes, don't know. you can. That's right. That's true. I'm not exactly sure. I don't use the TikTok, as people call it. I don't know. I was... Go- no, we. I'm the only one who calls it the TikTok. I know lots of people that call oh, it the TikTok. You? Yes. Okay. All, pretty much me, all then. the people that I work with refer to it as the TikTok. I think it's an old person thing. Like, we're older. We call it the TikTok. The TikTok. <laughs> the music. It makes me giggle, which is the only reason why I repeat it instead of just calling it TikTok. I know. Because I just prefer It's just entertaining that people call it the TikTok. Maybe we just have to have Prince Welcome Matt come on and explain TikTok to us. We could. That would be fun. Because <laughs> I enjoy I Matt, Matt tremendously. <laughs> I miss Matt. I know. Matt also MCs for Anime Fusion. Matt's yes. a great time. Occasionally when you approach a con about MCing, they're a little confused because they haven't really thought about the value in an MC. Especially for things like the cosplay contest or you know, in their mind, they just need somebody to read names off. A lot of times when we're guesting, we need to try to pitch what the value of having an experienced MC is, because ultimately that's the gig we would like to try to do. Yeah. Versus random volunteer that you make go up on stage and read things. Right. Very different experience for those of you that have been around for those of you who have been at contests that have professional or semi-professional MCs versus random dude who got picked for this at the last second. I mean, you can definitely watch us doing Anime Iowa. We actually have clips on our website from mm-hmm. some of our hits from Anime Iowa. Um, <laughs> another Anime great, Iowa's greatest hits. <laughs> right? Zach and Jim do Colossal Con, and they are also a really good time. So you can, that's Stripper Vash and Volts on um, social media. Yes. But they have a very distinct style that's different from ours, but still a really good time. It's hard for me to come up with contests that we've been in where I was like, I really enjoyed this MC. Sally Quinn Cosplay did a really nice job at FunkCon last year. Um, I saw the video from that. She, she did a really good job. She MC'd as Beetlejuice. 
she was quite entertaining. <laughs> and the poor gal, like, is stuck on stage because they weren't done judging yet by herself, and she's having a dance party on stage because she's run out of her jokes at this point. And I'm like, you are a trooper, darling. Like, I really job. enjoyed the video from that masquerade because you just see the judges running back and forth in the background. Yeah, so you're <laughs> so you're watching. Here's poor Sally's in in front, right? And she's doing her darndest job to like keep this audience entertained. I mean, a plus work this that she's doing. And in the background, you just see, boom, there goes HDC Fabrications. Boom, there goes another one. Boom. Oh, I think that was Thousand Faces. Boom. And they're just running back and forth behind this like curtain trying to judge the contestants because they actually had to judge during the contest. I didn't realize at first that's what they were doing until it happened a couple of times. I'm like, wow, he's running really fast. He must have to go to the bathroom or something. (laughs) But then it happened like three more times. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. So if Sally had not done what she did, the audience would have been sitting there staring at somebody just standing on stage. Actually, the audience would have been really bored and they would have left before the results came back. So that is typically what will happen is if you leave a lull in a contest, the audience just leaves. Yes. Which is why whenever we emcee, we always try to plan extra around intermission in case it's not long enough and the judges aren't done deliberating. Because if it can go wrong, it It will will go go wrong. wrong. And I would say 75% of the time, the judges are not done deliberating when intermission is over. Which is good for them for being extra thorough. We've been rushed through judging before where they're like, okay, well, you guys need to go right now because intermission's over. We're like, we've literally been in this room for five minutes. Well, and that is typically because a lot of contests will not plan a long enough intermission, but we also know that you're probably not going to hold the audience's attention longer than 20 to 30 minutes. Right. At best. Like 20 is probably your max before the audience starts leaving because they're bored and ready to go to another event. They've already been sitting for two hours and they were standing in line for who knows how long before that. So they're like ready to go because i would say because we had uh, anime i was intermission was at least 30 minutes oh yes at least yeah because we had our whole babble we had and our then we whole had the actual babble. intermission yes but yeah we'll come up with some sort of bit or something that we can do to fill time in the event that we run out of intermission acts and the judges haven't returned or we have intermission acts but then suddenly this intermission acts music isn't working and now they can't go on or somebody gets food poisoning. Yeah. Or... Somebody gets sick last minute. You know, as the MC, that's all part of your job. You have to come up with those options. Sometimes you're asked to do an intro and you have to come up with how do you want to do an intro? I like intros. They're usually I love a good doing time. intros. They're super fun. The Pokemon Go one is still the best one we've had. We got the entire audience at the con to sing the Pokemon animated series theme song with us. And then we also got them to dab. And they all dabbed. There's a picture somewhere. I need to find that. It was great. (laughs) It was great. I miss the Wisconsin community. They're a really good time. You can also find that video on our website. That's true. There's also snippets of all of these on Instagram as well on the Lobby Cosplay Instagram. Yeah. There's like one minute snippets of a bunch of these. If you want to indulge in your mindless scrolling instead of going to the website, I totally get it. 
Yeah, you know. Yeah. You can just go from one to the next. It's great. Oh, Whatever the, your options are. The Mean are. Girls um, Deku act is on there, too. So. Oh, good. Because once upon a time, a bunch of us did the... Um, Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> yes, the Jingle Bell Rock from Mean Girls. And I'm not going to tell you anymore because you need to just go watch it. <laughs> you should just go watch it. It's hysterical. I can't. But it was My Hero Academia. It was. And, and Mean I... Girls, Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> yes, you can imagine what part Deku had. So please go watch it. But, you know, if you don't have someone who knows what they're doing and then something goes horribly wrong, you're probably going to lose your audience. So at Anime Iowa last year, as it does... Things went wrong, and they were having technical difficulties with the computer program that they needed to assist with the intermission show. We were just talking to the audience for a minute, and of course, our lovely department head runs by and goes, stall. And we're like, oh, we got you. Somebody randomly from the audience yells, do the 10-minute skit. At which point, we then talked about the 10-minute skit for like five and a half minutes. One of the really great surprises we were supposed to have for you guys this year was we were going to develop a 10-minute skit during the live show and then perform it for you during intermission at the masquerade. Yep. That's just going to have to wait till next year now. Our writer is also going to continue to get bigger. Good. Please send us things for the writer. So if you didn't listen to some of our earlier episodes, we jokingly told, but still kind of seriously told the coordinator, the cosplay coordinator from Anime Iowa, that we were going to submit a ridiculous writer to her with crazy demands like main stage, armchairs, a refrigerator, green M&Ms. Listeners have been submitting us ideas for other things to request. For either the writer or to put inside the refrigerator. So it's been a good time so far. I don't feel like any of those are unreasonable. Well, you know. It's all Main good. Main stage, 2021. Shoot for the stars. Shooting for those stars. We will likely have Phil the Fridge by next Anime Iowa. I mean, we already have baby Phil. We do. We have mini Phil. Now we just need to pick out regular Phil. We could have green M&Ms and armchairs. The Crystal Pepsi might be hard to get, though. Do we want the green, like the bright green, or do we want the pastel green M&Ms? The, the dark green ones. Why not both? We could get both. We could get both. I can make an addendum to that. Oh, good. Writing a writer is not necessarily part of being an MC. <laughs> no, that was just us being smartasses. Yes. <laughs> and it's just one of those things that started and then never stopped. Yep, just us being ridiculous. But that's okay. But the other great thing that comes from having an experienced MC is your contest goes from being a bunch of entries walking across the stage with someone just reading names to creating a cohesive show. Yes. So the MC creates the string, which is kind of like the plot, brings the show all together. Yes. You are the icing on the cake. Your contestants are your layers. And... The MC is the icing on the cake that envelops the whole thing. So if you have a really good MC or a really bad MC or a really okay MC, your show is going to be reflective of that. I won't do competitions that have the like interrupting cow MC. Interrupting cow. Moo. So there is a per- 
particular type of MC that will make the show all about them. I bet you think the show is about you. We have already discussed that it is. (laughs) But when you are MCing, that show is not about you. It's about your performers or your contestants or whatever other subject matter content is the show in and of itself. Whatever the meat and potatoes of your show is, that's what the show is actually about. Your job as the MC is just to help make it cohesive and better for the palette. So you will at times have MCs who, mm, I don't know, like get right in the middle of your walk-on because they think it's funny. Or they stand awkwardly in the background of your skits. There was a convention where the MCs literally stood in the background of every single entry. So when you watch the video later, they are in every single shot, every photograph, just kind of standing there looking lost. Well, and if you're watching the video, you can also see that they're standing back there talking amongst themselves, which I thought was super disrespectful to the contestants. But yes, if you were a contestant in that show, you got zero photos and zero video without your MCs in it. We always make a point to leave the stage because we find that to be respectful to the contestants and the people that are actually doing their thing to leave the stage. And that's why you bring someone in who has some experience so they have that concept that maybe I shouldn't stand here because I'm going to distract from what's actually important, which is the contestant's performance or their walk-on. Because you don't want to be in their way. You don't want to be taking away the spotlight from the performer. You don't want to be, especially if you're wearing something that could be constituted as distracting. And especially during performances, because if you're back there moving around, people's eye are going to train on you because you're moving. And then they're going to be taken out of that performance that they are trying to pay attention to. And that's why MCs also shouldn't interact with contestants unless asked. And I've seen a lot of MCs just go ahead and do that. And it's not a good idea. Like, I get that you think you're being funny, but you're hurting this contestant's entry by interrupting it and interrupting their skits. I have seen MCs interrupt skits and get in the middle of skits that are happening. It's like, this isn't, it's, this is not your show. I mean, it is your show because you're the one who's supposed to be supporting and making sure that it's running okay, but you're not the star. The contestants should be the stars and the people who are being given that spotlight, not you. If you want the show to be about you, you should enter the show as an entry. And then for the time that you are on stage, the show is about you. If you want the show to be about you, you should not MC because that is not your job. And it is a job and you should take it seriously as a job. We do. As you can probably tell, we take emceeing very seriously because we know how important it is to have a well-run show and to help the contestants. Because if you have a supportive MC, your contestants are automatically more comfortable because if something goes wrong on stage, they know they can come to you. Yes. Having your contestants trust is a huge part of that process. And as a contestant, if they cannot trust you to assist them, If something is going wrong or if they are nervous, then 
you're probably not going to get them back for your show the next year, even if that particular person is no longer emceeing because they will have a, a bad experience. And everybody knows how much social media loves bad experiences and loves to share them. It's actually really similar to judging. Like judging really is a, you know, kind of a selfless effort. It's not really focused on you. Emceeing has a lot of similar components where the focus shouldn't be on you and only you and only about you. It should be about you contributing to the show as a whole. You are an ensemble member. So you need to contribute to the show as part of that ensemble to create a, you know, a strong cohesive product basically and to be supportive and assist in making your contestants do the best job that they can because the better that they do for their walk on or their performance then the better your show will be. I mean, I think that's why I'm seeing is probably becoming our favorite is it has that part of judging that we really enjoy, which is supporting the contestants. But then we get our little performance fix at the same time. So it's like we get to con mom, but we also get to be on stage. Win-win. It's a win-win. You can't really lose. So we really don't know when the next time we will be emceeing will be. Emceeing works just like guesting and judging. If you want to see us, submit us. Typically, if we're emceeing, we're also guesting, kind of like judging. But if you want to see us at a con, let them know. So we're actually going to close this episode out with the audio from intermission at Anime Iowa regarding what? the 10-minute skit. Instead of us just retelling it, we might as well just give you the audio you can from just the get, event. You can just get the experience instead. So you can get the entire experience of what we sound like on the fly and what you know, happens when you're an MC and where you have to pull really bizarre material from sometimes. So sit back and enjoy and join us next weekend for Anime Iowa. Yep. And before we play it, I just want to give a shout out to Rural Digital Services for recording the masquerade for us last year so that we have this lovely audio to provide for you. Hopefully, we will see you all next week at 6.30 on Saturday, August 1st. Yes, we can PG that. <laughs> so this 10-minute skit was also written in an 18-plus panel um, about stuff cosplayers say. It said so on the sign outside the room. It did. Stuff. We got censored. We did um, get censored. So that's a panel about all the crazy cosplay questions you find out on the internet. And the scary thing about the panel is that all the questions are real. True. And there's a lot of hot gluing things to things you shouldn't hot glue things to. Yes. Um, among other, like, dangerous things like boiling bleach and putting hot glue in a toaster oven. No, silicone. That was, that was the dangerous part. But one of the questions in this panel is, so this con that I'm going to allows 10-minute skits. How do I write a good 10-minute skit? The answer is you don't. You don't. It doesn't exist. You cannot write a good 10-minute skit. However, 
I don't know. I think the skit that we wrote was pretty good. The skit we wrote was pretty fantastic. We started with a white wool suit. Yes, we started with a white wool suit that was going to be dyed black. But because you can't heat and agitate wool, it, and you can't really evenly dye that black, it came out kind of like a misty gray looking and kind of felted. So then we took the felt and we turned it into a cake. Yes, so we turned that into a cake, but we gotta melt some hot glue in a toaster oven, right? Cause like, that's a smart idea. Let's do it. Why would you need a glue gun when you have a toaster oven? Yeah, so we decided the only reason you melt hot glue in a toaster oven is because you want to put in one of those cake funnel things so you can like decorate. You're gonna pipe it like frosting. You're gonna pipe it like it's hot. <laughs> store so I don't understand that one. With the hot glue that we melted in our toaster oven and somehow magically did not die from fumes, with our colored hairspray that we also used as body paint. But then we decided that we didn't really like the color of the cake so we're gonna boil it in bleach. Yes. So we decided Do not try this at home. <laughs> That's right. I forgot that we also decided to change the color and then fix it with E6000. Because that's totally safer, right? Yes. So now we've got bleach fumes and E6000 fumes at the same time. And the silicone fumes. And silicone fumes. So this, this party's getting rocking now. We all got headaches. Do we need to bring the gems back with the boombox? Do we need to bring the gems back with the boombox for the party? Yes, we will bring the gems back for our party. They can, um, they can uh, rock it out. Um, that was the 10 minute skit that happened this time we did the panel. Because every time we do that panel, we get a new 10 minute skit. It's true. It's true. Someday we'll actually have to do the skit at the end of the panel. But in like a minute instead of 10 minutes. It'll be a good time. It could be a good time. Yes. So if you would like to write a future 10 minute skit with us, be sure to visit us at that panel. Stuff. Stuff, Stuff. cosplayers say. 
cosplayers say, because this is a PG-13 show. You've been listening to Shit Cosplayers Say, an LVC production. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Podcast SCS. Our website is lavicosplay.com. Have a fun, crazy con or cosplay-related story? Absurd cosplay question? Or just something in general to share with us? Email us at podcastscs at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, just because you can doesn't mean you should.